Live around the globe, it's time for Rudy Max's World on the SSI Radio Network. I've been everywhere, man. I've been everywhere, man. Across the deserts, bear, man. I breathe the mountain air, man. Travel, I've had my share, man. I've been everywhere. Get on the phone now and call 800-387-8025. That's 1-800-387-8025. Or email the show at info at rudymaxa.com. And now, the savvy traveler himself, Rudy Maxa. Welcome back to America's Favorite Radio Travel Show. I am Rudy Maxa, and you are in Rudy Maxa's world. Should you, should the price you pay for an airline ticket be, be determined partly by how much you weigh? Well, that issue came up this week when a Norwegian economics professor said, well, that makes perfect sense, at least to an economist. In a few minutes, I'll talk with a spokeswoman from the National Association to Advance Fat Acceptance, and I think you can guess which side of the debate she might be on. Then we'll learn about some world-class prisons, well, former prisons, that are open to tourists. What is it about our fascination with places like Alcatraz? And there are good places to go in the world to view wildlife, and there are not such good places to go. I'm going to talk with a man who knows the very, very best. And then we'll hear what you might see on a tour of North Korea and learn who can take you there. No, it won't be Dennis Rodman. And, of course, my deals of the week come toward the end of the hour. But first, let's take a quick look at this week's news and travel. Just six weeks after American Airlines unveiled its new branding, the head of U.S. Airways, who will take over the helm at the merged airline later this year, said he wasn't really sure whether he'll retain that new branding or not. Jeez, <laughs> thank you very much. But if analysts at J.P. Morgan are right, the new American U.S. Airways should be able to afford the paint to slap on a whole new logo if it wants. The money men predicted the new airline could earn a five, excuse me, a $3 billion profit in 2014. Now, that's a number you don't usually hear when anyone discusses airlines and profitability. If you change your mind, take a chance on the first chance, take a chance, take a chance, honey, I'm still free. Take a chance on me. If you need me, let yep. me know. Tickets went on sale this week for the world's first ABBA museum. It opens May 7th in Stockholm. Now, only a limited number of tickets will be sold at the museum for the month of May. So if you're headed over to Sweden, then you might want to buy your tickets online now at ABBAthemuseum.com. The popular singing group, the group that broke up in 82, has sold nearly 400 million albums. Mamma mia. It's a lot of albums. Save 5% if you use a MasterCard to buy your tickets. The popular food chain Chipotle is making a foray into airports. Its first location was opened at Dulles's, uh, Washington's Dulles Airport. And this week it opened a second eatery at Baltimore Washington International Airport. At Dulles's insistence, airport Chipotle's serve breakfast. Look for them to sprout up in more airport terminals this year. So I told you a Norwegian associate professor of economics caused quite a stir this week when he proposed that the price of your airline ticket be determined by how much you weigh. He said it's purely an economist's way of looking at things, and indeed, in the early days of commercial aviation, passengers did have to step on scales and pay according to their weight. Not everyone thought that was such a good idea. Peggy Howell is with the National Association to Advance Fat Acceptance, and she joins me now. Peggy, welcome to the show. Thank you very much. Thanks for having me. I think I can guess your answer, but I want to hear it in your own words. What was your reaction when you heard about this, uh, uh, I guess proposal is too big a word because it's not as if airlines are really considering it, but this, this concept, let's say. Well, I thought it was pretty preposterous. <laughs> I, I think that this kind of situation would be uh, very difficult to initiate. And um, <laughs> yeah. this gentleman had lots of, uh, he had several options in mind, but um, the one that I thought was really funny was um, self-proclaiming, <laughs> and the reason I think that's so funny 
is uh, how many people do you know who really tell the truth about your weight, their weight, you know? That's... <laughs> right. Well, I also think about the uh, think about the line at the airport standing on the scale and be like, the scale isn't right. I, my scale at home, I, my doctor said. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. You know, they would certainly have to, I mean, we'd have to be going to the airport three or four hours in advance before a flight if everyone and their luggage had to be weighed before they got on board an airplane. What did you hear from your members about this? <clears throat> well, um, naturally, most people are very upset about it and think that it's ridiculous and hope that it never is even considered. Um, you know, I, I'm... I, I, it's it's preposterous in in all of our opinion. They already charge us for so many things, you know. Uh, it depends on how far in advance you buy your ticket, what time of the day or time of the week, or um, well, if you follow this to its logical, well. if you follow this to its logical conclusion, you're going you would pay a different price depending on how much your bag weighed as well. So if it's you know if right. it hits forty pounds versus fifteen pounds, they're going to have to calculate that too. Oh, yeah, the, the whole thing, I mean, you know, in, in order for it to not in any way be discriminatory, every single person and their luggage would have to be weighed before it goes on to the airline. Otherwise, you're treating people um, differently, and, and that's right, and, and, discrimination. And their backpacks, uh, their backpacks would have to be weighed, too. Tell me, what does the National Association to Advance Fat Acceptance do? What is, what is the goal? Uh, what is your credo? Equality at every size. Uh, we are working to preserve the civil rights of people of large body size because they're being eroded and being taken away from us uh, daily. Where there's discrimination in the workplace, discrimination in medical treatment, um, just a, a long list of situations where we're not being treated equally. And we're not trying to uh, encourage anyone to be fat. Uh, or anybody to stay fat, just uh, that if you are fat, you shouldn't be treated like you're a second-rate citizen. I couldn't agree more. Well, I, 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 as I say, uh, Peggy, I don't think that this is going to come to the airlines. I don't think you do either, but uh, uh, but it certainly, was, it certainly popped out of the blue and created quite a controversy, and I thank you for joining me today. Well, thank you very much for having me. It's been a pleasure. Thank you. Peggy Howell is the Director of Public Relations for the National Association to Advance Fat Acceptance, NAAFA. You can find more details at their website, naafa.org. Well, if you're a golfer headed to Philadelphia, here's a hat trick. The Philadelphia, well, that is a hat trick. You're a golfer, you're headed to Philadelphia, and you like art. The Philadelphia Museum of Arts presenting an exhibition devoted to the art of golf. Now, most of it focuses on the interrelationship between art and the sport of golf in Victorian England. Who knows? You might just get some ideas about what to wear while on the links. The exhibition runs through July 7th. The SS United States is within two months of being sold for scrap unless a group of admirers of this famous ocean liner can raise $500,000 quickly. It's uh, in port in Philadelphia, as I, if I recall correctly. Now, the group has already raised a million dollars through fundraisers and a website. You can sponsor a piece of the ship for a dollar a square foot by going to savetheunitedstates.org. A local ph philanthropist, that would be local to Philadelphia, gave a last-minute gift of $5.8 million that allowed the ship to be berthed and maintained for 20 months. But it takes $80,000 a month just for basic maintenance, mooring, insurance, and security. The SS United States carried more than a million passengers across the Atlantic at record-breaking speeds, making 400 round trips between 1952 and 1969. It was also designed to move troops. It could, it could be converted in a single day from a luxury ocean liner 
to a troop transport ship. It could take 14,000 troops 10,000 miles without refueling. Here are a couple of short travel items. Viking River Cruises is eyeing the Mississippi River as a possible market for one of its vessels. Well, that'll be nice. It'll cruise right by where I live here in uh, St. Paul, Minnesota. A Delta Airline employee had 60 pizzas delivered to an Atlanta-bound flight from Tennessee after the plane was stranded on the tarmac for three hours this week. The airline worked with the TSA to clear the Pizza Hut pies through security, and a police car with flashing lights delivered the goods to the plane. Well, there's a happy story about it. Airline that was airline flight that was delayed. All right, you're in Rudy Max's world. We'll be right back. We're talking about old prisons as tourist destinations. Rudy Max's world phone lines are open now, so call us at 800 387 8025. We'll be back after these messages. If you have gout, listen closely. That's the sound of gout silently attacking joints between flares. You won't hear it, and you may not feel it, but if your uric acid level remains high, crystals can continue to build up in your joints. Over time, this may lead to attacks in other joints, constant pain, and joint destruction. So don't wait. For more information, go to goutinfo.com and talk with your doctor about ways to keep your uric acid at a lower, healthy level. After I turned 40, my body started changing. I didn't feel as attractive as I used to. I started experiencing hot flashes. But the weight gain, that was the worst, especially the belly fat. I started taking Ambrin, and I finally lost the weight. It was so easy. I feel as beautiful today at 50 as I did when I was 30. Thank goodness for Ambrin. It rebalances your hormones naturally, which relieves the symptoms of hormonal imbalance in menopause, like weight gain, hot flashes, fatigue, low libido, and more. Amberin is the advanced all-natural formula, clinically shown to cause weight loss in women over 40, with no big change in lifestyle required. Amberin definitely made me feel energetic and sexy again. For a limited time, you can try Amberin risk-free and get a 30-day supply free. Free supplies are limited, so be one of the first callers right now at 1-800-922-3170. 1-800-922-3170. That's 1-800-922-3170. Several research studies show that people who are on the same diet and exercise program lose three to four times as much weight when taking 1,100 milligrams of pure green coffee extract than they do when not taking it. So if you are serious about losing weight, call Long. Longevity Medical Clinic to order your bottle of pure green coffee extract at 866-869-6864, extension 1. That's 866-869-6864, extension 1. Or order online at lmclinic.com. That's lmclinic.com. The telephone number to call the program is 800-387-8025. That's 1-800-387-8025. Or visit the show online at RudyMaxa.com. Here again is Rudy Maxa. It's 18 minutes after the hour. Welcome back to Rudy Maxa's World. Uh, I have a Facebook fan page. Ignore that one that says Rudy Maxa. That's my personal page. I don't pay much attention to it. Um, but I do pay attention to Rudy Maxa Travel slash Leisure. While you're there, hit like. It was nice of you to help me reach 2,500 likes uh, recently. Let's see if we can hit 3,000 before, uh, uh, before the summer flowers wilt and die. Ellen Krieger is a travel writer with the Detroit Free Press, and she wrote a piece uh, not long ago about old prisons as tourist destinations. And it caught my eye, and I, I know that in San Francisco, for example, Alcatraz is the most popular destination, uh, excuse me, most popular tourist attraction um, 
in California, but I hadn't thought about other prisons, and I asked Ellen to join us. Nice to have you with me, Ellen. Thanks for coming on board. Thanks for having me. All right. So for, before we get into specific prisons, in, in doing your piece, any gen, did you draw any general conclusions about why folks are drawn to these fairly dark places? I mean, if there's anything more depressing than a prison, it's probably an empty and abandoned prison. I, you know, I think it's curiosity and the fascination with crime that our society has, uh, and it's mm. just fun. People really enjoy it. Mm-hmm. And you, you've been to Alcatraz probably, I presume? I have. Mm-hmm. And that's a great tour, isn't it? It's a great tour, isn't it? Yeah, it's a great tour. The only thing about Alcatraz is that it, you know, it was last used, I think 1963 it closed. So it was last used quite a long time ago. There are other prison tours of much you know, more recently closed prisons, which somehow to me are more interesting. Really? Now why are they more interesting to you? I think it's because the, they're, they're more modern, and it's astonishing to see how uh, a kind of, not primitive, prisons look, but how basic and uh, fashioned a lot of the prisons look that were still in use until quite recently. Ah, now are there a couple that, that are open for visitors that you'd like to mention? Right. The, the, the reason I wrote my story is because there is a prison tour in Jackson, Michigan, which is about 80 miles west of Detroit, and it's in of the Jackson, the old Jackson State Prison of Southern Michigan, which was a huge, huge prison and used up right up until 2007. And you can take a tour of the seven-block wing of this prison that just closed recently and that's where Dr. Jack Kevorkian was kept when he first went to prison and this year I heard you can even have lunch inside the prison. (laughs) And I bet it's quite tasty. I, I, she said, you've got to behave on the tour or it's bread and water for you. And, and it's so funny because they have the, the slogan, do time in Jackson is their slogan for the tours, which I think is great. Oh, that is fun. Anything else in the United States? I know there's, one, there's an eastern state penitentiary uh, in Philadelphia. Right. Eastern State Penitentiary in Philadelphia, um, you know, Al Capone was one of the inmates there. That was open until 1971. It was, you know, a very early sort of 19th century prison. You, your, your listeners can go to their website, I think it's easternstate.org, and they have one of the best uh, tourism websites. It's won awards, so you can take a sort of a virtual tour of the prison. It's very good. Um, the, in Mansfield, Ohio, there's the Ohio State Reformatory, and that's where the Shawshank mm. Redemption was filmed. And Ooh, uh, cool. it's a very famous prison. Before we leave the Eastern State Penitentiary in Philly, it was apparently uh, very controversial for its system of total solitary confinement. You know, uh, I didn't. I didn't know that. That's amazing. Yeah, I, I, did, I did look it up on the website. Okay, so then, where is the one in Ohio? Did you say Mansfield, Ohio? Oh, it's Mansfield, not okay. too far from uh, like uh, Lima or or, or Columbus, um, right. and that's called the it's Ohio the the State, State Reformatory. And that mm. that actually operated. That closed in 1990. Did your story consider uh, prisons elsewhere in the world? No, uh-uh. um, it, just a couple other ones in, in the United States. There's Andersonville Prison, which is sort of a famous Confederate prison in Andersonville, Georgia. And then there's one called the West Virginia State Penitentiary in Moundsville, West Virginia. 
And oh, that yeah. just closed in 1995, and apparently that's a real popular one, too. Um, and I, 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 But I don't know, you know, I'm sure there are other prisons in the world that you can tour. Do you know of any? Well, you know, there's there's certainly the prison in South Africa where uh, uh, Robin uh, Island. called Robin Island in yeah. Cape Town, where Nelson Mandela was incarcerated, and there's one in Dublin where the leaders of the Easter Uprising were executed, um, and uh, the old Melbourne jail where Ned Kelly was hanged overseas. So I, those come to mind quickly to me. But it's interesting that, well, first of all, it's interesting that any prisons, let's say take the one in, in, in Mansfield, Ohio, or the one in Georgia, uh, it's interesting that they're closed and somebody says, let's open them to tourists. Uh, is, is this to help maintain them? What's the deal? Uh, you know, I, I think it's just a fascination. The, the way it worked in, in Jackson is that a, a, a woman named Judy Krasnow got this idea to run these prison tours. And there's a really old prison in Jackson that closed in 1934. And so her first tours were just of this really, really old prison. And then she talked them into opening this Block 7 so that they could give tours of the real, you know, what they call the real prison. And then it took off. The tourism really took off once that opened two years ago. And so I, I do think people are really interested. The funniest thing is after my story ran, I got calls from former inmates of Jackson Prison who wanted to go on the tour. Oh, my goodness. I wouldn't. <laughs> I was just talking to someone. Who's someone this week? I guess maybe maybe it was Janet, my, my producer. I, I, I took a tour. I wrote a piece when I was a Washington Post reporter. Um, though I wasn't a travel writer, I did do a piece for the travel section because I took a tour with the former jailer, of the uh, who, one of whose clients, shall we say, was the Birdman of Alcatraz. And really? he's written a book about it. Yeah, I don't, I'm sure he's not giving guided tours anymore. This was, this was gosh, 25, 30 years ago, Ellen. Um, but Janet uh, D'Esvita-McDonald, my co-producer, said she uh, went on a tour to Alcatraz with a former prisoner, um, but he would not go in with the group. He said, okay, I, you know, once you got off the boat, it's, I'll wait out here for you. <laughs> he didn't want to go in enough. at all. <laughs> yeah. all right. I'm talking with Ellen Krieger. She's a travel writer with the Detroit Free Press. She did a piece called Old uh, – not called, but about old prisons as tourist destinations, and we're talking about that. I wonder – Ellen, how many parents take children on these tours and wag their fingers at them and say, you know, this is what happens when you misbehave. This is where you'll be living. I, I, I didn't see any little kids on the tour. I went the, the tour that I went on, they're a little bit long. Even Alcatraz is kind of a long tour. It is a so long one, So yeah. very little kids, probably it's not appropriate. But I would say like a 13- and 14-year-old, it's a big deterrent. <laughs> when your niece... <laughs> when you most need to tell them. <laughs> that's right. You see those five levels. If you saw the Shawshank Redemption, that's what the Jackson prison looks like. You know, the clanging doors and the tiny cells. and it, it's, it's frightening. As I recall in the Alcatraz store, they, they locked you in one of the solitary confinement things yeah. with... Uh, maybe it had maybe it had a little light, but they they let each guest say, "You want to see what it feels like?" You know, you're in there for what 15 seconds, and you're ready to start screaming and taking hostages. And you imagine spending 15 days or months there. It's just inconceivable. Yeah, and 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 from the windows of the Jackson uh, Block Seven, you can look out the window and see the operating prison next door. You can see the prisoners in the yard. You know, pretty far away. But yeah, it's a big deterrent. Oh, great. Well, in Alcatraz, at least you get to look out in the San Francisco Bay and think, could, are the currents really that, really that strong? Could I swim? Can I make it over? I guess one or two did, and I think the police were waiting for them over there. But, uh, yeah, um, I'm sorry, go ahead. 
no, I that's what take... I always thought when I went to Alcatraz, too, is how could anyone swim from Alcatraz to San Francisco? Well, I think they did, didn't they? Yeah. I think people yeah, tried. I think... I think I don't know oh. if anyone made it or not. I don't know. Maybe I think here. a couple did. I, I know people tried. It wasn't just the currents. I think I think there was there was the shark factor as well. Yeah, that would be a that would be bad. Yeah, exactly, exactly. I well, I I think it's a it's a very. I I think we put this in the category of dark tourism, don't we? Well, I, you know, I wouldn't put it in the same category as really dark tourism, like well, it's not Chernobyl, no. tourism. People go around the world to see slums, things like that. This is more um, because because these prisons are closed. It's not like you're going to a operating prison and staring it at the inmates. So it has some sort of you know allure to it that is kind of Here's- exciting for people. Here's the deal, Ellen. It makes you feel better about your life because no matter how bad things are going, you aren't locked up there. That's right. How about that for a theory? Ellen Krieger, hey, thanks for taking time out of your weekend to talk with me. Sure. Thanks, Rudy. Ellen Krieger is a travel writer with the Detroit Free Press. Her article also appeared in USA Today, by the way. She co-wrote it with another uh, journalist from Gannett. Delighted to have her on the show. Stick around in just a moment. We're going to talk about the best places in the world to see wildlife. And I don't mean Times Square. I'm Rudy Max. You're in Rudy Max's world. Don't touch that dial. Call now to talk to Rudy Maxa at 800-387-8025. You can also email the show anytime at info at rudymaxa.com. After I turned 40, my body started changing. I didn't feel as attractive as I used to. I started experiencing hot flashes, but the weight gain, that was the worst, especially the belly fat. I started taking Ambrin, and I finally lost the weight. It was so easy. I feel as beautiful today at 50 as I did when I was 30. Thank goodness for Ambrin. It rebalances your hormones naturally, which relieves the symptoms of hormonal imbalance in menopause, like weight gain, hot flashes, fatigue, low libido, and more. Amberin is the advanced all-natural formula, clinically shown to cause weight loss in women over 40, with no big change in lifestyle required. Amberin definitely made me feel energetic and sexy again. For a limited time, you can try Amberin risk-free and get a 30-day supply free. Free supplies are limited, so be one of the first callers right now at 1-800-922-3170. 1-800-922-3170. That's 1-800-922-3170. To participate in the program, call now at 800-387-8025 or log on to RudyMaxa.com. Here's Rudy Maxa. It's 33 after the hour. Welcome back to Rudy Maxa's World, where we talk all travel all the time here, every weekend, same time, same station. We're in about 170 news talk stations around the country now, and XM Radio carries us live from 10.06 to noon every Saturday. Uh, your station may well time shift our show to later on Saturday or even to Sunday, but that's all right. I take that into account as we're... Uh, as I'm compiling deals and thinking about news. Uh, GM Pietro Ambrosi is the general manager of virtualtourist.com. He goes by the name G because my Italian GM Pietro 
it's probably not very good. Um, but he recently took a look at where the best places in the world are to view wildlife. And if you're thinking of safari, going on a safari or viewing wildlife generally, well, geez, your man. Nice to have you back, Mr. Ambrosi. Welcome back. Nice to talk to you, Rudy. That's right. Uh, we've been we've asked the members of Virtual Tours to tell us about their favorite places to see animals, and we got quite a great list of all kinds of animals. Um, and the now, first one before you before uh, G before you start doing the list, are all these safaris or not necessarily? No, no, they're not. They're not all safaris at all. We have all kinds of okay. different types of uh, types of animals in different places. Okay, um, shoot. Yep. So the first one is uh, a safari, Serengeti National Park uh, in Tanzania, oh. and that's you know sort of the safari par excellence. And you're sure. going to see the uh, the big five there: the lions, the elephants, the rhinos, and stuff. But one of the great things that you'll see is um, this massive, massive migration of wildebeests and zebras. So um, these animals, there's a million of them, and they follow the rains. And when the rains kind of stop in June, they start migrating. And you've, you've probably seen video of uh, these millions of animals uh, fording streams and moving in mass. It's yes. a really incredible thing to see. Um, okay, Serengeti, see, one of the grand grandpas. Yeah, go ahead. That, that, that's right. Um, and then, uh, so we have lions. What about uh, tigers? Uh, Bandhavgar National Park in India. Uh, there's only about 3,200 um, tigers in the wild anymore, and a big concentration of them is in India and in this park in particular. Um, one really cool thing at this park is, of course, you can take a, a guided tour on a jeep, but you can also also go see tigers uh, on the back of an elephant, uh, which is pretty cool. Um, then, um, so off the coast of uh, South Australia, there's an island called uh, Kangaroo Island. And, Rudy, I'm going to let you guess what animals you might see on that island. Ah, gee, I'm terrible at this. Gee, I'm terrible. you got to tell me. <laughs> <laughs> Kangaroos. <laughs> Kangaroos and also seals. So it's really accessible. It's only about a 45-minute ferry ride um, from the city of Adelaide. And once you get there, you can see um, all kinds of seals, all kinds of kangaroos. And if you go at the right time, uh, depending on which animals you want to see, you can see their, uh, their pups or the baby joeys. And that's, that, that's a great thing to do. Uh, I, as I recall, in Australia, those, those, those guys will come right up to you. Oh, at least yeah. Where the, I, yeah, okay. That's right. They, they might box you, too, if you don't watch out. So, um, Yeah, I was traveling with a woman who wasn't real excited about that, but I, I liked it. <laughs> I, w I was not boxed. <laughs> so we've had, Number four. Uh, let's, yes, we've had uh, lions and tigers, and what about bears? Um, the Katmai um, National Park uh, in uh, Alaska is a, is a cool place to see um, bears. It's real remote. You have to fly in there. Um, but you fly in, and uh, the bears come because they like to uh, feed on the salmon as they're coming uh, upstream. Ah, and it's yes. a little bit like a it's a little bit like a food court for them. Um, and you can post up on one of these observation decks. They're not enclosed, so you get a really great view. Um, but you know, it's enough away uh, and safe that uh, that you can get some really up close viewing um, and still be uh, still be safe. Very cool. Uh, bears in Alaska. Yeah, very cool. Yep. Uh, two and more. then up. Up in, um, uh, up in Canada, kind of uh, pretty accessible, uh, halfway between uh, Ottawa and Montreal, is a place called Park Omega. And what's really neat about this is it's very, very accessible. You self-drive, you tune your radio to a station, and it kind of gives you a tour of the whole place. You can see Arctic wolves, uh, elk, bison, deer, um, and it's a great place where you can take the kids. And there's even hiking areas that are uh, safe from the more aggressive animals and stuff. So you can get I've out. I've never heard of that. Park Omega above Ontario, between Ontario and Montreal. Park Omega, never heard of it. 
Okay. Yeah, I thought that was a really cool, um, really cool tip as well. Um, now, uh, gorillas, that's one of the classic things that a lot of folks um, go to see. It's actually pretty hard to see them. There aren't that many left. Um, one of the biggest concentrations is in the Vulcans National Park in Rwanda. Um, mm -hmm. And uh, we had the recommendation. One of my colleagues actually just went on, if you, if you can believe it, a honeymoon. So he took his new wife out trekking in the jungle to see gorillas. Um, that's, that's a keeper of a wife. The neat thing about uh, Rwanda is that it's, it's pretty accessible, and there are about 10 troops of these gorillas. And you can um, sometimes see them within a short trek. Sometimes you have to trek a little bit more to see them. But your other options are Uganda and Congo, and that's a little more remote or not quite, uh, not quite as safe. So that's a really good option. Yeah. I'd take Uganda, yes. Got one more for us? Yeah, sure. Uh, why don't we talk about penguins? Everybody loves penguins. Um, in Argentinian Patagonia, uh, there's a place called Punto, uh, Punto Tombo, and there uh, the Magellan penguins come to breed, a million and a half of them. And the really neat thing is you can actually get out and mingle among them. You can't touch them or feed them, um, but, you know, a million penguins, and when they have their little oh babies, my it's a cute A million. Gian Piero, where, uh, uh, where, uh, where can listeners find this list? Uh, it's going to be on virtualtourist.com. Just head over there. You'll see the list and tons of other advice for anywhere you want to go. Terrific. And if you'd like to follow Virtual Tourist on Twitter, it's virtualtourist underscore. Don't forget the underscore. Gian Piero Ambrosi is the general manager of virtualtourist.com. Nice to have you aboard. We'll be right back in just a moment here in Rudy Max's World. Rudy Max's World is coming right back. So get on the phone now at 800-387-8025. That's 1-800-387-8025. You can also enjoy the program anytime at RudyMaxa.com. If you have gout and think a few attacks a year are all you have to worry about, think again. Fact is, gout can attack silently, even between flares. You may not feel it, but gout's root cause, high uric acid, can allow crystals to continuously form and build up in your joints. Over time, this may lead to attacks in other joints, constant pain, and joint destruction. So don't wait. Get more information at goutinfo.com and talk with your doctor about ways to keep your uric acid at a lower, healthy level. I will never forget the day my son Jeremy told me he hated me and slammed the door in my face. I'm behavioral therapist Janet Lehman. Behavior problems can turn the child you love and your life into a nightmare. That's why my husband James and I created the Total Transformation, the step-by-step -step program that shows you how to fix the worst behavior problems and get your child to respect and listen to you again. No matter what the behavior, defiance, backtalk, angry outbursts, disrespect, we can help you stop it. Now you can get the Total Transformation for free. All you need to do is get the program and let us know how it works for you. You can keep it forever for free. Limited number of free programs available. Call now. 1-800-458-1033. 1-800-458-1033. That's 1-800-458-1033. 1-800-458-1033. After I turned 40, my body started changing. I didn't feel as attractive as I used to. I started experiencing hot flashes. But the weight gain, that was the worst. Especially the belly fat. I started taking Ambrin, and I finally lost the weight. It was so easy. I feel as beautiful today at 50 as I did when I was 30. Thank goodness for Ambrin. It rebalances your hormones naturally, which relieves the symptoms of hormonal imbalance in menopause, like weight gain, hot flashes, fatigue, low libido, and more. 
Amberin is the advanced all-natural formula clinically shown to cause weight loss in women over 40 with no big change in lifestyle required. Amberin definitely made me feel energetic and sexy again. For a limited time, you can try Amberin risk-free and get a 30-day supply free. Free supplies are limited, so be one of the first callers right now at 1-800-922-3170. 1-800-922-3170. That's 1-800-922-3170. Several research studies show that people who are on the same diet and exercise program lose three to four times as much weight when taking 1,100 milligrams of pure green coffee extract than they do when not taking it. So if you are serious about losing weight, call Long. Longevity Medical Clinic to order your bottle of pure green coffee extract at 866-869-6864, extension 1. That's 866-869-6864, extension 1. Or order online at lmclinic.com. That's lmclinic.com. Got a question or comment? Need advice? Jump on board now by calling the show at 800-387-8025 or visit the show anytime at RudyMaxa.com. Now back to Rudy Maxa's World. 43 after the hour, you're tuned into America's most widely syndicated radio travel show, most listened to radio travel show. Nice to have you here. Michael Walker is a senior editor with Golf Magazine, and he recently did a piece called Inside the Growing Business of Geopolitical Adventure Tourism. Where do you go for geopolitical adventure tourism? Well, why not follow Dennis Rodman's lead? He wants. He can't wait to get back for his summer vacation uh, in North Korea, of all places. And, in fact, Michael Walker just did a piece um, for Time.com on that very subject of getting to North Korea. So, you know, you would think, given all the saber-rattling going on right now, uh, Michael, that uh, Americans would be prevented by the U.S., by Uncle Sam, to visit North Korea, but we're not, are we? No, I mean, it's it's, uh, it's pretty open. I mean, if you can uh, get approved by the North Koreans for a visa, you're basically, and the only thing with Americans, you need to fly in. Uh, other Europeans can take a train in, but Americans have to fly. And who do they not approve? Uh, journalists. Basically, journalists are the only people who can't go. I actually had to uh, I do some freelance work for a marketing company, so I highlighted that on my visa application. So I felt it was stretching the truth, but it wasn't not the truth, and I was allowed in. And when were you there, Michael? I was there in May of last year. There was something called the North Korean Open Golf Tournament, which was really uh, some Western people and a couple of Mongolians, actually, who worked at the ambassador's office. And it wasn't a serious tournament. It was about 15 players, and it was a lot of fun on North Korea's one golf course, which is the course where Kim Jong-il supposedly shot, I think, a 35 with uh, 11 holes in one. <laughs> I've never heard that. How is that golf course, by the way? Uh, we we were joking. It was uh, it was punishing, like the regime. It was a uh, very very difficult course. Uh, you know, I mean, if, it wasn't bad, but I mean, it wasn't you know, it wasn't very well maintained. It was long. It was uh, a lot of, a lot of rough, a lot of trouble. But I mean, it, it wasn't a terrible course. But you know, you wouldn't want to go there. You wouldn't want to pay fifty dollars in the state to play that course. And did you have a little time to walk around uh, the capital? Not so much. We were really in the uh, in the bus most of the time. It's very. Uh, I mean, it's it's not like you, you're you're circumscribed too much there. But the hotel that you stay in is on an island in the middle of the river in Pyongyang, and you can't really leave the grounds of the hotel. So they'll take you around buses around the city, and you'll go to restaurants. And we we'd go to a store. We went to a firing range. We went to a fast food restaurant. But uh, you're not allowed to just walk around Pyongyang. 
All right. Now, in your piece this week for Time.com, you wrote about a man named Dylan Harris who runs Lupine Travel, which is based in the United Kingdom in, in, in England. He takes people to places like Iran Ch and Chernobyl and, and, of course, North Korea. And in your interview with him, he indicated that, well, they're loosening up a little. That You can actually like go to a bar like where real people go, though the North Koreans are sort of puzzled by that. Yeah, I mean, I think that one of the things that this golf tournament happened is that, I mean, Dylan, Dylan specializes in this kind of travel, and what people want who go over there, they want to just have a, an experience, an authentic experience with, you know, regular, to see how people live over there. But the North Koreans, they think you want to go see statues of Kim Jong-il and statues of Kim Il-sung, so it's, it's kind of a disconnect there. So Dylan thinks, you know, he wants to just bring people to a bar, and he says, like, little by little, they're, they're, get, they're getting on board with that. And, and the most interesting thing about being open is when I was there, you weren't allowed to bring a cell phone or a, or a smartphone or in to the country, but last month they said you can. So it, it, it's on one side there's this sort of saber-rattling, but on the other side it seems like there's this opening. Yeah, there, there, there apparently is, when you're being guided by the North Koreans, a lot of attention paid to the father and son uh, monuments all over the place, aren't there? You're expected to bring flowers to you when you... Uh, uh, go to at least one particular statue. You, you expected lay flowers, but the most interesting thing is when you, you you're not supposed to photograph them up close because they think cropping the photo would be would be would be uh, an insult. So you're supposed to stand back so the the photograph can capture the full statue. But, oh, and God uh, forbid yeah, you so should I mean, crop it later. There, exactly. I mean, there's definitely this sort of surreal through the rat hole aspect of going there. I mean, it's kind of spooky. I mean, if you travel to Asian cities, I feel like the most the, the biggest thing is the bustle of these cities are so full of people. In Pyongyang, I mean, it's like driving around Manhattan on a Christmas morning at 6 a.m. I mean, it's just the, the streets are big. It's a real city, but there's just not that traffic. There's just not a lot of people. So it, it has a very strange effect beyond the sort of political ramifications and everything that's going on there. If you won a contest today, Michael, to a, a free trip back to North Korea, would you hop on the plane? I think I think I'll take a break from North Korea for a little while. I, uh, <laughs> it's, I, I, I did I did enjoy it because, but uh, it's one of those things. If it wasn't North Korea, it would be terrible. I mean, the food's really bad. There's nothing to do. You're not really allowed to leave the hotel or the tour bus. The fact that it's North Korea and you get to see this kind of place that doesn't really exist anymore is uh, is great. But I think I'm I'm one and done on North Korea. All right. Michael Walker, we're going to put a link on my Facebook fan page, which is Rudy Maxa Travel Slash Leisure. Uh, we're going to put a link to Michael's uh, piece in Time.com called Inside the Growing Business of Geopolitical Adventure Tourism. Thanks for dropping by, Michael. Hey, thank you, Rudy. Michael Walker, uh, a vet of visiting North Korea for a, a golf tournament of all things. All right, deals of the week coming up next. Don't go away. To participate in the program and speak with Rudy Maxa, call 800-387-8025 or email the show at info at rudymaxa.com. To join Rudy Maxa, call 800-387-8025. You can email the show at info at rudymaxa.com. Now back to Rudy Maxa's World. 52 minutes after the hour. So what are all those out-of-work 787 pilots doing while Boeing tries to fix those fire-prone lithium battery packs? Well, an estimated 600 pilots trained to fly the 787 are cooling their heels. Japan's all-Nippon Airlines uh, uh, has grounded 17 787s, and its pilots have been visiting school children to talk about their jobs, or in this case, their lack of jobs at the moment. 
At Denen Shofu University near Tokyo last month, they talked to 120 elementary school students, mostly 6th, 7th, and 8th, 8-year-olds. ANA pilots are also training on the carrier's flight simulators in their free time. At Japan Airlines, 135 787 certified pilots are observing flights on other planes and doing drills to maintain their skills, says a Japan Airlines spokesperson. Of about 125 pilots who have completed their 787 training at United Continental here in the United States, some are able to return to the planes they were flying earlier if their certification is still current on those aircraft. But generally, if a pilot's certified to, certified to fly one type of plane, airlines don't want them to put them into another aircraft, says the executive chairman at an aviation consultancy in Sydney, Australia. Uh, the most interesting uh, out-of-work 787 pilot is Anjum Chabra of Air India. He decided to compose a hip-hop song to express his frustration. We're not playing the hip-hop song because some of the lyrics cannot be played on a radio station, but here is a sample. Ain't no flight for me here, so ain't no Singapore. Ain't no casino for me, so there's no money no more. What kind of pilot am I who sits at home most of the time, never gets to fly? That's the clean part of that video that's posted at YouTube by Anjum Chabra. Well, even if the 787 gets back in the air, which uh, the chairman of... Uh, United Continental is agitating for this week. It's unclear whether uh, our friend from Air India, Mr. Chabra, will be behind the controls. India's civil, civil aviation minister has asked the airline's chairman to take disciplinary action against the pilot. There are 50 grounded 787s, 800 more on order, and an estimated 600 787 pilots are biding their time until they can get back to work. Okay, a couple more deals real fast here. Okay. Um, if you're thinking of staying at a Radisson, or a country inns, or a park inn, or a park plaza, all owned by Radisson. Uh, uh, before, let's see, stay during specific dates, between April 19th and June 29th. you got to book by April 9th, and you'll get up to 30% off at selected Carlson Residor hotels in the United States, as well as uh, in Canada, Central America, and India. So you can save 30% on your stay when you book select Radisson, country inn, park inn, or park plaza hotels. If you book by April 9th, and you stay between the 19th of April and the end of June, June 29th. There you go. This is a pretty good deal. This is a, a tour called Luxury Ireland with Castles. You're going to stay in a variety of castles. You'll have accommodations for seven nights. A rental car covers your taxes. It does not cover your airfare, but it's being run by GreatValueVacations.com, and it's priced from $1,200 per person based on double occupancy. It includes breakfast for breakfast on two days, and as I said, uh, oh, wait a minute. It does include transatlantic airfare to Dublin, probably out of New York. Oh, my goodness. $1,200 per person based on double occupancy. It's an eight-day, seven-night package that includes transatlantic airfare to Dublin, several seven-nights hotel accommodation, breakfast on two days, a rental car, and all taxes. Pretty good deal at $1,200 a person. Uh, travelers will land in Dublin, drive northwest to County Cavan, and spend their first night at uh, the Cabra Castle Hotel. Um, and then you'll move from, from Castle Hotel to Castle Hotel. Um, ooh, Donegal on the West Coast. We did a show from there last year. You'll stay at the Loch S Castle, which is stunning. It's just stunning outside of Donegal Town. Uh, boy, what a cool trip. Okay. Uh, you can, uh, oh, yeah, the, it is round-trip airfare out of New York. By the way, you've got to know how to use a stick shift because your, car rent, your rented car is going to have a manual shift. So you're going to stay, wow, stay two nights at Lock S. Very nice. Okay, you'll find out more details at greatvaluevacations.com. It's called there, again, Luxury Ireland with Castles Trip. So if you've always dreamed of going to Ireland, this is the year of the gathering there, try it out. And then there's a bunch of uh, hotel deals 
um, down in, in the Caribbean, um, the Sheraton Nassau Beach Hotel is, is running their 1040 de-stressor, honoring the day we have to pay taxes with your 1040. Book nights from April 5th through April 30th for a one-time rate of $1,040 for four nights, including your tax and resort fee. You'll get a guaranteed upgrade to an ocean view room, et cetera, et cetera, SheratonNassau.com. The Westin St. John Resort and Villa in St. John in the U.S. Virgin Islands uh, is offering a deal. Um, it uh, is actually good through December 17th of this year. You'll get a complimentary upgrade based on availability. You'll get a free night stay, um, and you'll get $150 food and beverage credit when you book five consecutive nights. So you get a, you get a free night and $150 food and beverage credit plus an upgrade through December 17th. Uh, go to westinresortstjohn.com for details. And if you're going to New York, check out the Walcott Hotel. They've got rates starting at $150 for uh, the rest of March, which ain't much more time, is it? It's like one more day. Uh, but all of April. The Walcott Hotel is, uh, is just a few blocks away from Macy's Department Store downtown near Herald Square. And it's just about four blocks from uh, just blocks from the Empire State Building. You'll have complimentary breakfast with a selection of muffins, coffee. I guess that's a complimentary... Uh, not American breakfast, but a continental breakfast. There's fitness room, laundry facility, et cetera, et cetera. The Wolcott, W-O-L-C-O-T-T, Wolcott.com. Check it out, $150 room nights through April. I'm sure that's before taxes, so figure it's about $175. We're coming to the end of this hour of Rudy Max's World. So glad you could join me. I want to thank my engineer, Jeff Ryder, for making my words fly through the air into your ears. And Janet DeAcevedo McDonald is my executive producer who helps, makes it come, who helps bring it all together each week. See you next weekend here at Rudy Max's World. Meanwhile, travel safely. Have a lovely week. You've been listening to Rudy Max's World. And as always, you're hearing must-hear radio on the SSI Radio Network.